0: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18
1: plus. They say that the only time you should look back is to see how far you've come. And when Louisville basketball fans look back at the 2022-23 season, it's... It's not such an interesting journey, okay? In fact, we've looked, we'd, have, we'd have to look way too far back into the past to, to find a time that we'd much prefer over the experience of what the program's become uh, over the last two to three years. Uh, w- with that being said, this past Saturday was an excellent chance to kind of provide us with a much-needed opportunity to kind of reset and, and assess what this program is culturally and where we're heading in the future. Let's get into that and more today on the Starting 502 Podcast, powered by the State of Louisville Podcast Network. Now, Louisville defeated Clemson, uh, one, one of the top teams in the conference, Clemson, 83 to 73 on Saturday in front of 15,157 fans in the KFC Yum! Center. Most of those fans packed in uh, solely just to see and to recognize uh, that 2013 national championship team. Now, Louisville led this game against Clemson for 28 minutes, uh, and it was a pretty convincing victory actually. Um it took Clemson going on a nine to nothing and eleven to one run uh, towards the end of the second half for this thing to even be close. Uh, but but going back to last week, uh, Louisville loses by one possession, has a chance at the end of the game to to tie it, and and played close all the way with a really solid top quarter of the conference Virginia team, and and they played Miami at Miami last weekend down to the wire. Uh, so this is a team, a Louisville team, going back against Florida State. They lost by three, uh, and then they defeated Georgia Tech on February 1st, uh, 68-58. to So really, uh, Louisville's notched two of its four wins on this season in the month of February and, and two of its three losses – uh, have been one possession games. It, one possession games going right down to the wire. I guess Miami kind of kind of pulled away there uh, towards the end. So excuse me. So three three of their losses have been really close ones with two of them being one possession games. So we've seen much improvement out of this team uh, in the month of February. Again, I feel like we always have to give this disclaimer now. Uh, Just because Louisville is showing market improvement doesn't mean that we should have ever been in this position in the first place. Nobody is happy about that. Nobody is pleased that this is where we are. Uh, However, Clemson uh, was kind of a palate cleanser a little bit on on Saturday. And and the reason being because this is really the first game uh, where we saw Louisville uh, take punches and and continue rolling through them, um, and, and and part of that had to just do with this this belief that was established, and that's kind of what I want to get into today. Now I know I'm a little bit behind the times, but uh, I'm finally getting caught up on the show that everybody's been talking about the last few seasons. That's Ted Lasso, uh, right up my alley. Uh, but the, but the big thing, as as you know, if you if you watch Ted Lasso, is this belief. Um, his 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 saying and his mantra and the sign that he hangs in the locker room is "believe." Uh, and if you don't know the the story of, of of Ted Lasso, essentially, uh, it's it's a fictional show on Apple TV where a coach that it kind of comes out of nowhere, he wins a division to college football championship, gets recruited to be the coach of one of the the biggest uh, Euroleague programs uh, in in Europe, uh, coaching soccer. Uh, and so the whole story is about how he was kind of hired as a joke to kind of ruin and destroy the program that this woman's ex ex-husband loves so dearly. But of course, uh, in, in typical uh, you know Hollywood fashion, Ted Lasso comes in and he uses this belief system, uses acts of kindness and, and other things to, to kind of inspire and bring a team together. So even though he has very little knowledge, about soccer and has very little knowledge about how to win that sport at the highest level. He's able to take a team and psychologically form them into a, a team that's that's a contender. And and one of the things that that I kind of see from this Louisville basketball team um, over the last few games is is that belief, um, and that's what we've really needed since going back to when Chris Mack left last season. Uh, there have been many times where Louisville is come within a possession or two of, of notching a really big win but ultimately I sat there uh, after Louisville failed to even get a shot off uh, against Virginia on the final possession last week and, and and realized that this was we're watching a basketball team that just doesn't even know how to win it's not that they're not producing it's that, that culturally, they don't even know how to win. It doesn't feel like they're playing every game to win. It feels like they're playing to survive and and get through the season at at many moments. And that's not that they don't want to win. It's that they simply don't know how to. And and I think a lot of that, again, it comes with the belief that's instilled in them. Um, As Ted Lasso says, though, you got to be a goldfish. The, The goldfish is the happiest animal on earth because it has a 10 second memory. So be a goldfish. And, and I think that that's what this local basketball team essentially had to had to do over the last few games was they essentially had to erase the 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 bad memories and the poor taste that had been established in their mouths um, over the course of the season and the last couple of seasons. Some of these guys who have been a part of this program um, have have kind of seen the ups and the downs. Think about like a Jalen Withers, for instance. Jalen Withers was a red shirt freshman. Well, well, I guess he was taking his redshirt redshirt season uh, in Chris Mack's year, where Louisville actually got to number one in the country. Uh, Then things kind of get derailed. Uh, He starts his first season in the middle of COVID, as we know. Louisville's the first team out of the tournament that year. Things just started to spiral out of control uh, from there for Withers, and it's it's guys like that who they've been a part of a program that just hasn't had a winning culture now for, for two to three years. And it's kind of up to those in charge, those that are in a leadership position, to ultimately help them make that turnaround. But again, going back to that Virginia game, I mean, that's that's the first thought that I had in my head watching the end of the Virginia game, is this, just, this, this is not a team... That knows how to win. So I felt like Saturday, and really the events leading up to Saturday, where you have the 2013 championship team in town, where you have them in practice, hanging out with the players, having just genuine heart-to-heart conversations with players. The energy in the arena—it just felt different. And and I knew within three or four minutes of that game starting, I just felt the energy in there and I just knew that this was a game that Louisville just was not going to lose. You know, I don't know if that carries over, right? I don't know if that carries over to Duke. I don't know if that carries over when when Louisville travels to Virginia to to finish the season. However, it's it's a positive sign to see, uh, you know, Louisville, I mean they did play right with Virginia till the very it was just that very last possession. And again, they just could not get it done uh, towards the end and Coral Gables. Uh, and just like at Florida against Florida State, you know, you go back to February fourth. Uh, Louisville was, you know, had a roaring comeback against Florida State. They actually tied the game, I believe, at seventy-two, uh, and then they just couldn't finish it off. The last three minutes couldn't make a field goal, and it's just you're seeing when when Louisville wins games, right? Louisville has won by an average of nine point two five points. It has a lot of close losses. You know, again, we're talking by three to Virginia, uh, by eight, but it was closer than that to Miami, uh, by three against Florida State, and you're tied until, you know, the the very last second. Even going back to, like, a Boston college, you know, that was a one- or two-possession game. Uh, going back to Clemson, when they went to Clemson, again, that was a close game. When they hosted Wake Forest, very close game uh, down to the wire. Wake Forest ends up pulling away and winning by eight. But that was a, a one or two possession game there in the waning moments. Syracuse, you literally have a, a shot to score right at the buzzer and then turn it over uh, on on a fast break. So many close Close opportunities, even going back to the start of the season, obviously, where Louisville had two shots to beat Bellarmine. Um, They lost on a buzzer beater against Appalachian State, uh, or excuse me, against Wright State, and then uh, they ultimately could not uh, make the final shot against Appalachian State. So just so many, so many close calls. And this is a Louisville team that it feels like they've been deserving of winning a lot of games, and they put themselves in, in positions to do so, and just couldn't finish. So it was nice to see, and maybe that's kind of a turning point, right? And I think that's kind of where we're looking next, right? Is this a turning point for Louisville? Are they are they going to be able to um, kind of you know we're we're not just looking at this season, right? You know you finish off the season, you're traveling to Duke on Monday. Uh, it's an ESPN Big Monday game, and and they're going to have to kind of come off this high of uh, beating Clemson. Uh, and turn around and, and go to the one of the toughest places to play against a Duke team that, that's right on the bubble. Uh, then you travel to Georgia Tech, uh, February 25th. That That's this coming Saturday, if you're listening, the week of the Duke game, February 25th at 2 p.m. Then, finally, they have their final home contest against Virginia Tech. Kind of an up-and-down Virginia Tech team. Not really sure what we're going to get from them there, but another opportunity to notch a victory. Then you travel to Virginia, uh, probably the toughest game on the schedule. Louisville, uh, obviously, as as most know, uh, struggles has just struggled against Virginia, going back to when they were um, a, a really solid program under Rick Pitino and early under Chris Mack just have always struggled against this team, and they struggled mightily uh, in Charlottesville. They ended last season in Charlotte with just a one-point loss. That, that That's a tough stretch to finish this season, especially three games on the road uh, and two of them being against Duke and Virginia, uh, two teams that that has, are historically great in the conference and and who are, are kind of fighting, one, for their tournament lives and and, and one for seeding in the tournament. So it will be very interesting to see if this is kind of a turning point in the season. Does Louisville have that that last like little run in them, because then you head into the ACC tournament every team in college basketball still has a chance to make the tournament I know it seems far-fetched but again this is kind of a, a down season in the ACC can a reel off a win two wins three wins uh, in the ACC tournament in Greensboro we'll have to see it, it's nice to kind of see them turn a corner a little bit and, and kind of finish off a game something that they really haven't done we talked about that believe mantra right and I, I think two guys that that Louisville has gotten to buy in and believe are Jalen Withers and JJ Trainer this season over the la over the course of the last few games, and I think those are two guys that have made a major difference. So JJ Trainer, a career high sixteen points against Clemson, and he did it in you know a, a way that he hasn't so far in his career. Uh, we we saw in the COVID season his freshman year that he was. You kind of utilized as a five and a four, but now he's becoming a little bit more of a slasher, a little bit more of a driver. Um, a guy who, you know, he he's the he's his most dangerous when he can put the ball on the floor and when he can rebound. Right, uh, he had nine rebounds, six again, sixteen points, five for nine from the field, two for four from three, made all four of his free throws. He also had four blocks in the game. So again, uh, probably his best performance to date. A guy that's really coming on, but uh, Jalen Withers again. Eight points, nine rebounds, two assists, and two steals as well. So Jalen Withers, another guy uh, who's, who's really starting to step it up for the cards. And the, just the constant on this team, L. Ellis, uh, obviously uh, 28 points, nine for 15 from the field, very efficient against Clemson, three for six from three, uh, a guy that was really feeling himself, to five rebounds and, and an assist as well against Clemson in 39 minutes, second best plus minus on the team with nine. Jalen Withers with, with the best plus minus on the team. With thirteen, uh, now it's it is just extremely extremely encouraging to see a team that. That feels like it's playing within himself within itself a little bit more, turning the ball over just a little bit less, and guys kind of just doing what what needs to be done to to win. And I, I think that you could make an even stronger case that this team can be even stronger if Manny Corrifour comes back healthy in the last couple of games. If you were not tuned to Kenny Payne's press conference this week, like me, you missed out that Manny Corrifour has injured his ankle. Sounds like he's going to be kind of day-to-day. So we will see what that looks like. But Louisville's not getting a ton from Sidney Curry, not getting a ton from Roosevelt Wheeler right now. So it would be really nice to see Manny Okorafor come back and play some, some significant minutes. Uh, we saw 22 minutes from Brandon Huntley-Hatfield, a lot of that at the 5 against Clemson. would be interesting to see a combination of Brandon Huntley-Hatfield uh, and Emmanuel Okorafor could bring to the table for this Louisville team going forward. Because if we, if we see continued uh, solid play from guys like a uh, guys like Brandon Huntley Hatfield, a uh, solid play again from, from Jalen Withers and from J.J. Trainer, that takes a lot of pressure off of guys like L. Ellis and like Mike James, uh, who ultimately are going to be the guys who – um, we're, we're needing to step up in, in the clutch uh, down, down the stretch of the season. We've seen LLs and Mike James, flashes of them on and off throughout the season, uh, being able to knock down big shots in key moments, being able to be the go-to guys. We want to continue to see that down the stretch. And if you can have guys at the 3, 4, and 5 – who are alleviating that pressure just a little bit. Ultimately, that that could pay dividends big time down down the stretch. Ultimately, though, I'll leave you with this. This week, after another tough loss against Virginia, J.J. Trainer and L. Ellis met with the media, and I really liked what they had to say because I think it kind of spoke to the foundation that's being laid by this coaching staff. At the time, only three wins on the season amid the worst season in school history. J.J. Trainer and L. Ellis were asked why why do they keep fighting? You know, against a, a team like Virginia, where you're a 15, 20 point underdog, why do you continue fighting? Why are you still in these games? Why are you still playing so many close games when you know you could just reside, you know, reside to hanging your head? Uh, and I, I think this this said a lot. So so JJ Trainer said it's just being grateful for for the position that we're in, even though we've been losing. It's not the year we want. We are still having fun playing the game we love. We love our coaches. We love KP. We don't quit on KP ourselves or our teammates. Just knowing that, I feel like, keeps us fighting through. Everybody in that locker room, we really love the game of basketball. A lot of us don't know what we'd be doing if we didn't have it. So I just feel like every time we step on the floor, no matter your circumstances, you got to go out there and fight. LLS went on to say, it's not just about basketball. They're teaching us about life. It's going to be harder when this ball stops bouncing. There's going to be tough times. We got to finish. I feel like this just shows part of our character, all of us, coaches included, that we're going to continue to fight no matter what happens. I think that's so true. I mean, you saw the passion, the emotion, the intensity from this team. And again, it it doesn't look like the emotion or the intensity of of a three-win team, right? This looks like a team that really cares about winning. It's just now they just have to figure out how to do that because they hadn't for so long. They have to figure out how to win as a team, how to close out games. And I think they have some great opportunities down the stretch. But again, this is why, you know, after all, all of the losing, which again, nobody thinks is acceptable. Nobody wants to get acclimated to this. Nobody wants to say, okay, well, you know, stepping up and being 500 next season is okay. None of that. But I, I think it just goes to show you the, the culture that, that the coaching staff is finally starting to establish and ingrain in these players. And guys who don't have that kind of mentality, they're not going to play. I mean, I know, you know, we've been on the coaching staff about Fabio Basili is, is the perfect example, or a Devin Ree, But these are, are young guys that, from all accounts, they're not getting it done off the court. And you have to be a well-rounded human to be able to, to play college sports, especially college basketball, and to play for Kenny Payne. And he's not going to expect anything less than, than the best. So if you're not showing up to class, if you're not making the grades, uh, you have every resource to do so when you are a Louisville basketball player. So no excuses for that. And so the guys who are getting it done, the guys who are putting in the work, the coaching staff doesn't care if they make mistakes. The coaching staff, care, they do care if they win. I mean, they're, you know their jobs and livelihoods and all the rest of that are on the line. But they're going to care a lot less about that if they can ultimately turn these guys into better people. And ultimately, that will make them be better players as well. Uh, and that will show through on the floor. Uh, in it, in the way that they kind of assimilate as as a team, and we're finally starting to see that. Yes, it might be close losses. Yes, it might be wins against uh, teams that aren't as good. but that's that's the foundation that's being established. So after this season, uh, when you know by all accounts, it sounds like, uh, a lot of players aren't, aren't going to be on this team next season. We're going to have some lose some guys to graduation. Inevitably, you're going to lose people to the transfer portal, and you're going to kind of start anew. But the the people, the pieces that will remain, the coaching staff that's still there, you know, everybody from the trainers to you know the the ball boys to the the managers, you know, everybody that's involved in this are, are going to be better because of this. Uh, and it sounds like they're taking away the right things, even though it's it's in a losing effort. It's in an effort where they're establishing a solid foundation, and th- this is something that they can build upon. It sounds like the coaching staff is finally getting through to the players, uh, I, and I think that's the most important thing. Now that it's coming through is wins, uh, it feels like more of a, of a relief, um, but it's going to feel uh, that much better if, if those wins are against a Duke or against a Virginia. Uh, so, And that, that's what we could see on the horizon, and that's what hopefully we can look forward to next season. Uh, But until next time, make sure you like, comment, subscribe. Let us know what you think. Give us your opinion on on some of these topics as well. Uh, Follow us on Twitter, uh, at Meyer at Starting502Pod. Again, that's Starting5, F-I-V-E, the number zero, the number two pod. And again, this is the Starting502 Podcast, brought to you by the State of Louisville Podcast Network. Until next time, let's get out of here and go Cards.